This is Keeping Connected, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we talk with leaders working to secure the broadband and digital futures of our communities. Specifically, we talk with individuals who serve in varying public or private capacities, working to ensure our communities are keeping connected. I'm your host, Wes Kerr. Today's guest is David Judd, the Director of the Office of Systems, Evaluation, and Technology within the Michigan Department of Education. He started working with Michigan Statewide Assessments in 2001. He began his professional career with EDS as a computer programmer and project manager. Dave earned his BS in information management from Brigham Young University and served for 15 years on his local school board. Good afternoon, Dave. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Wes. Great to be with you. Thank you. We're glad you could join us today. Uh, Dave, as a, as a way to kind of get things, get us talking a little bit, uh, we do a little bit of an icebreaker. And I, I'm kind of curious, the question I keep asking folks is, you know, I'm positive you're busy. I know with COVID-19, everything that's been going on, uh, that that free time is is at a minimum. However, when you have free time, what might our listener find you doing? Well, my wife and I uh, are fortunate to be able to work from home uh, during this time, and we live in a small town, so we're able to take walks when the weather's good and uh, read. Um, we do have uh, five of our seven grandchildren that are about uh, 15 miles from, from us, so we get to see them pretty regularly, and we get to uh, FaceTime with the other ones. So, you know, we're pretty connected to family, but uh, I've enjoyed this time with my wife uh, to spend more time with her here at home, but also on our walks around our little town. That's great. I know it's been it's been so important for our family to be able to even just to get out and walk down the street, make you know make a loop uh, and uh, stretch our legs a little bit, some fresh air. Uh, especially now as as weather's kind of turning and getting colder, it's it, any any time you get that chance to to step outside, it's kind of nice. Dave, as we begin to talk today, could you explain a little bit about your role and and your responsibilities and, and how that plays into uh, the work that goes on at the state? Sure. Uh, so I'm the director, as you mentioned, of the Office of Systems Evaluation and Technology. And within that office, we have the Educational Technology Unit, which really collaborates in a, a very um, a positive way with th- those in the field. So uh, Michigan Educational Technology Leaders Group is one group that they uh, connect with on a very regular basis with any kind of techn- technology tools, virtual learning. Prior to pandemic, uh, they were very connected with um, computer science standards that the uh, state board here in Michigan adopted. Um, so any any kind of ed tech kind of kind of pieces, our team really does a fantastic job of reaching out, training, um, and just uh, collaborating with the field. And so my background is kind of IT systems, and so the data systems that we work on at the state to collect student level information. Uh, it's a separate agency, but we work hand in hand with that agency to support the Department of Ed. Uh, offices, the directors and the staff and the analysts who are making use of that that data in, as information to really inform policy and support the students, um, the 1.5 million students across the state that uh, in the K-12, um, and actually even P-20, prenatal to, to 20, so preschool and, and, and those kind of things. We really want to support each of those programs in the best way possible with data and systems that are effective and efficient for, for our customers. So let's get into today's conversation, and, and we'll start there with with the question of how important is access to broadband and technology? 
We believe, and obviously since the pandemic, it's it's really come into focus, but each student's uh, access to broadband in the home uh, or at school and appropriate technology tools and the training to take advantage of those tools, not just for the student, but for the teachers, um, obviously are really critical requirements to kind of to allow that meaningful, effective communication uh, and connection with educational content. It's just as important, um, if not more so, that a student has that solid connection to a teacher. Obviously, when they're in person, that's much more easily attained. Um, when you're virtual, there's there are challenges with that, as we found obviously through this through this time of the pandemic. But uh, the teachers must continue to be trained to effectively take advantage of these distance learning practices and to be able to teach in a manner that works well for each student uh, in either face-to-face or virtual. And so uh, accessing that broadband and that technology is, is really more critical than ever. Yeah. And Dave, in your position, what concerns you the most about inadequate access to broadband and technology? Really that sudden move to virtual learning. Um, it, it actually shows that it further kind of widens that digital divide for, especially for those students who are most at risk of falling behind academically. Uh, they, they, they may not have those resources and they probably don't uh, to connect to broadband. They may be in a community where broadband is, is actually present, but uh, they may not have the funds to, to connect to it, or they may be in a rural area where the broadband isn't available. Uh, it's not even an option uh, and, and hotspots may not even reach and, uh, and, and data caps and those kind of things are in, in place. So it really creates kind of a dividing line for those students who may, uh, may have been at risk before and now uh, will further fall behind academically, unfortunately. Dave, as leadership in a state agency, is there a community of people that you feel are at the biggest disadvantage? And how do you believe broadband and technology can help neutralize that disadvantage? Well, the communities with the largest disadvantage are those without that viable cost-effective broadband option in their community. I would say that the device gap is really being handled quite well uh, in the school districts here in Michigan, you know, in K-12 especially. Um, they found ways, grant monies, local or uh, state or federal, uh, to utilize and, and get devices in students' hands. The bigger challenge, as we said, are those communities that don't have that that viable cost-effective broadband option. And uh, um, or can't afford it. You know, again, in urban areas and those areas, um, there may be those options, but uh, fun- funding would need to be uh, in place to kind of help them take advantage of those options. What do you believe is the most important thing you can do to help impact the digital future of those you serve? I, and I really feel the the role of a state education agency representative um, in my role is, is to really to, to manage and inform and collaborate with partners. Um, to expand, communicate these opportunities that exist with federal and state programs and grants uh, to as broad a range of recipients as possible, and to really be aware of those areas that uh, that haven't been able to take advantage for whatever reason, and to, um, to 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 utilize you know as best we can within our sphere of influence those the programs that we manage and the state dollars you know according to the federal and, and state statutes that, that govern how we use those funds, but really to make sure that we're as fair as possible, especially focused on those areas that uh, are, are being neglected to some extent by, by lack of access to, to broadband and, and connectivity tools. And, and in your opinion, what is it that you think each of us can do, you know, and, and when I say each of us, just, you know, residents, um, parents, 
uh, local leaders, what is it that we can do to, to help or be involved to help kind of close the gap in, you know, broadband and technology access, adoption and use? You know, I think each person really has to, you know, advocate. Um, you know, I, I live in a small town, so I have two options for connectivity and try to take advantage of both of them to, to help my wife and in, in my uh, uh, connectivity needs for ourselves. But we need to advocate with, you know, our local leg- our state legislators, uh, federal. Uh, there's really the funding to connect each home across Michigan, across our country to uh Fiber, let's say gigabit fiber, is just a large undertaking, and many times it may just be DSL that's in, in a community, possibly cable, but that may be a cost because you're at the end of the road or the end of the edge of town or whatever, and or out in a rural community, and you may not have those options. and um, And so we need to we need to let our letters, legislators know this is a, a really a you know like a public utility. We need to think of it as you know that let electricity. Uh, plan back in the 20s and 30s to actually electrify all the homes. We need to uh, connect each home to to a broadband connection, and that will take a large investment. And so our voices collectively, individually, uh, can really make a difference to our um, lawmakers. And I think that's going to be needed. And we at the state level can can help with that to some extent. Uh, but the more voices we have in the field, each each home, each person who doesn't have that access that will that have a, a great power to sway uh, those that are listening. And I really think that our legislators are listening and, and trying to align funds to help with this, but it, it will be a long-term uh, effort and quite a, quite a bit of funding that we'll need to, to solve this. As we look to expand and increase broadband and technology availability, adoption and use in our communities, is there any advice you'd give to others, um, you know, whether that's peers in other state agencies or, or local leadership? You know, that's, that's a good question. Um, I would say that the private and, and public partnerships, um, what we've seen in Michigan and some communities, um, we've seen, we've heard other states as well. Um, you know, there, there is the power structure, you know, as a public entity, we have certain things that we can control. Other things are outside of our controls. So that's where the private sector rightfully, you know, it can innovate and can and provide services. But sometimes those uh, those services don't offer solutions to all areas. And we as a public entity want to make sure that every student in Michigan and the Department of Education, every uh, student's home in Michigan um, that we serve has has those options. And so uh, we are, we're trying to learn from other states what they've done with different grant programs, different um, incentives or different uh, ways in which state funding uh, can be utilized to to help pay for internet, but in the long run, we need to figure out how to support that fiber into the homes, and and how we can really collaborate maybe with other states in efforts to to uh, encourage, especially on the federal side, uh, the money that would be needed to to kind of support that effort, and working with private private entities because uh, you know public entity wouldn't be able to do to do the kind of work. Uh, necessary to kind of to get this to every home, but with private-public collaboration, it can happen. As we've talked today, we've we've hit on a number of different things, but but before we go, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you would want to you would want to talk on or, or speak about? Well, I just you know I've been encouraged with the collaboration that we've seen 
in the Michigan Department of Education with the field. And so we work on specifically as an example with uh, Michigan Educational Technology Leaders Group, as I've mentioned, and also the Michigan Association of Intermediate School Administrators. They've been a tremendous partnership with us. These intermediate school districts um, in Michigan really provide technical services many times to our 850 some odd school districts in Michigan. They provide uh, other kinds of services, but they really have been a great partner in collaborating with uh, our state of Michigan uh, strategies, but also as we listen to what the needs are in the field, and we still we still have the compliance to the state and federal laws that obviously as a state education agency we need to adhere to, but the solutions that come from the field and that come in collaboration, so it's not a top-down all the answers come from the state, but it's actually, we have some funding, we have some some resources, they do as well, and we come together and create solutions. I see that as a, a model for how we can help um, do this together. This will not be a one entity that solves this connectivity issue, this digital divide, but it will be many organizations aligning themselves with each other. Um, for that common purpose. And so I know it can happen. We've seen it in education. Um, it, it takes a lot of relationship building, trust building. Um, but as we go forward doing this, the, the beneficiaries are each student in Michigan, each family in Michigan, uh, each home in Michigan that, that, that at this point doesn't have connectivity to, to broadband and can't maybe you know, involve, involve themselves with the digital economy or take advantage of the virtual learning that's really uh, a huge part now of, uh, of our education model. You know, Dave, you hit on a couple of things there. And, and certainly this time last year, home connectivity was important to our education system. But I don't know that any of, of our leadership in, in any of the education departments around the country expected to uh, be as integral of a part to the connectivity conversation as we are today or as you are today. And so I just want to thank you for the time and effort that, that you put in in your role as well as the state, you know, the department at the state for, you know, looking at what are solutions and what can be done and how do we continue to serve the state, uh, the students and their households as, as the households have become uh, essentially campus extensions of our schools. And so uh, we just want to thank you. And, and so, not only thank you for, for joining us today, but thanks for all you're doing to help secure a digital future for Michiganders. Thank you, Wes. It's a pleasure and it's a, it's a great honor to serve uh, education and the students here in Michigan. And uh, I, I'm grateful for our time with you and for your willingness to get this message out and to kind of work with so many in this great, uh, this great cause. Thank you. Today's guest has been the Director of the Office of Systems Evaluation and Technology within the Michigan Department of Education, Dave Judd. I'm Wes Kerr. Thanks for listening to Keeping Connected. If you like the show and want to know more about our nonprofit, head to ConnectedNation.org and look for the latest episodes on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or Spotify.